Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Spectacular. Bickley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning, Valley sports fans. Happy Tuesday. If you want to look at it that way, this is not a victory Monday. This would be a tepid Tuesday, a transitional Tuesday, turd-like Tuesday. <laughs> Thank you. That, that's that's Just much get it more, out of the way. That's much more accurate. Before we get into this, do you see the shenanigans that are uh, being alleged in the World Cup? First of all, Saudi Arabia in the World Cup pulled off a stunning upset of Argentina. Yes. Okay. One of the biggest upsets in World Cup, Cup history. But apparently, there were three goals disallowed by penalty. Is that all? <laughs> Three. This VAR. Have you heard of this VAR? Yes. It is the most hated thing in all of international soccer, football. Yes. And it, it has been for a long time. Uh, oh, since, yes. Since they yes, instituted yes, it. Yes. So, uh, that, so that's quite something, isn't it? Video assisted referee, I think. Ah. Yeah. Is that what that I is? I didn't watch any of it, but okay. I saw the final score. I, did, I didn't so know the were details. Were these all legit calls or were they shenanigans? I'd, I'd, I'd have to see. There was complete people complaining about the the United States yesterday, which I thought was a legit call on that penalty. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. So the World Cup has begun, just as the Cardinal season has and ended. I guess we're going to get to the bottom of that. Are you saying it's over? <laughs> Start the show, Ferret. The splash, splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The splash. splash. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. The Arizona Cardinals needed a win last night in Mexico City to stay relevant in conversations for an NFC playoff spot. That did not happen. In fact, the San Francisco 49ers routed the Cardinals 38-10 at Estadio Azteca. Jimmy Garoppolo threw four touchdown passes, two each to George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk. The San Francisco defense put the clamps on the Cardinals' marginalized offense, forcing two turnovers, holding them to just 67 yards on the ground, which was a season low. Arizona also lost wide receiver Rondale Moore to a groin injury early in the game to add to their already lengthy injury list. Arizona now 4-7 and seven with six games remaining. 49ers with the win, bumped their record to 6-4, and four, and via their win over Seattle in Week 2, they're in first place in the division heading into Thanksgiving week. Yeah, quite a difference uh, Quite a difference in class on the football field last night. It was, yeah, pronounced. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers, uh, I, I, meant, I mentioned their record. The Cardinals return home, their real home at State Farm Stadium Sunday to host the Los Angeles Chargers in a Week 12 matchup. Uh, last game before the bye. Obviously, it's not a big red Monday. 
We'll call it Big Red Tuesday. Lots of breakdown, recap, and uh, thoughts and analysis on what was just a one-sided affair after halftime last night in Mexico City. Uh, Suns in action tonight in Game 2 of their four-game homestand that started Sunday with a win over the Knicks. Tonight's opposition will be supplied by the Los Angeles Lakers, who, believe it or not, are coming in on a three-game winning streak. LeBron James has not played in any of those three games, but Anthony Davis has, and he has played well. Yeah, you told me he's actually on fire. The eight-time All-Star is averaging 35 points and 17 rebounds per game over the three-game streak. Nowhere, I haven't seen the stats on how many times he's fallen down and grabbed a body part. I'll double-check on that. Uh, Suns will still not have the services of Chris Paul and Landry Shamit. Paul remains out with a heel injury. Shamit still recovering from a concussion. Tonight's game gets underway at 8. Oh, joy. TNT has the national TV broadcast, and you can hear it on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7, beginning with pregame coverage at 7.30. I haven't seen word on LeBron's availability for tonight. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, he, he could be coming back, but yeah, Anthony Davis is playing out of his mind. It Look, it's the Lakers. Yes. Um, they, and, and, and the three-game winning something. streak is against yeah, two bad, right. the three bad teams. Well, the Sun, how many games in a row have the Suns now won against the Lakers? I believe it's 14, 11 in 11, a row. It's 11 in a row? That's yeah, what it is. It's yeah. 11 in a row. Yeah, that's a great streak. Gotta keep that going, yes. Vinny. Uh, the Coyotes got Nick Schmaltz and Jacob Chikrin back from injury. Put up a good fight, but ultimately fell to the Nashville Predators 4-3 in a shootout. Uh, Nick Bugstad scored a shorthanded goal at 13-16 of the third to tie it. The game would eventually get to a shootout where Nashville's Cody Glass would beat Connor Ingram in the seventh round to ice it for the Predators. Yotes continue their road trip tomorrow night in uh, Carolina against the Hurricanes. In basketball, college variety, the Maui Invitational got underway last night for the 14th-ranked Arizona Wildcats. They opened up their island stay with a 101-93 win over the Cincinnati Bearcats. Azulis Tabellis, 30 points, 11 rebounds. Umar Balo added 21 and 10. That's a pretty formidable front line with those two guys. I'm just going out there on a limb and saying that. we got two sometimes more seven-footers on the bench. Sometimes too. I think Vinny just flexes his PA, PA skills with your awesome pronunciations of these athletes. It is impressive. I don't want to get them wrong. It is kind of like that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just kinda, it, just, I know, it is pretty impressive. i got to give you that. It's a growing pet peeve of mine. Maybe it's because of that. Maybe it's because I'm just getting older. No. Oh, it's it's good. People should it's be respect. called by their right name. No, I'm, I'm down with it. Mispronounced just... names drive me up a wall. <laughs> uh, the Cats advance to take on 17th-ranked San Diego State in a semifinal matchup tonight. Of course, I've just jinxed myself, and I will say something really <laughs> stupid before the end of today. Uh, the Aztecs beat Ohio State in their first-round game. That game tonight tips off at 8.30 Arizona time. Elsewhere in college. Sarah and I are excited. We could actually watch maybe a half hour of that game. Before we <laughs> have to go take a nap. Did you stay up for the Cardinals? For the Cardinals, yeah. We both. Do, you, do you know they played last night, Jarrett? The Cardinals? <laughs> I, I'm not quite sure. Well, I will be honest. say this. I'll be honest. My TV got shut off before the uh, before the last kneel down. Mm. Really? Yeah. I stuck it out. Lucky you. I regret it. Yeah. I mean, it was only a few plays, but uh, elsewhere in college hoops, NAU lost a fourth-ranked Texas 73-48 in the Leon Black Classic in Texas, and GCU fell to Wichita State in the Hall of Fame Classic in Kansas City 55-43. Uh, Bobby Hurley's ASU Sun Devils, who received votes in the new AP Top 25 rankings, back home to host Grambling State at Desert Financial Arena in Tempe tonight. Devils come in 4-1 and one after winning the Legends Classic at Brooklyn last week. The Tigers from Grambling 2-1, and one, including a 
win over Colorado. However, their last time out, they lost to GCU 81-48 on Friday. That uh, game tips off tonight at 7. You can hear it on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620, starting with pregame coverage at 6.30. And the USMNT opened up the uh, 2022 World Cup slate with a 1-1 draw against Wales. U.S. jumped out to a 1-0 lead on Tim Weah's uh, goal in the 36th minute, but Wales evened it late on Gareth Bale's PK tally in the 82nd minute. It was Wales' first World Cup match since 1958. Ugh. There was a great moment at the end of that match when the USA goalkeeper wandered way out of the net and that Gareth Bale guy almost had the space to launch like a half-court shot <laughs> and he got kind of pushed down from it. I don't know if you saw that. It was yeah. really... That was a good match. It was a frustrating match again for, for yeah, I mean, 59% possession for the American team. Uh, next yeah. up, they get England on Friday. Uh, they were... Victorious in their first match in Group B, beating Iran six to two. Major upset already today, as we mentioned. In uh, Saudi Arabia knocking off Argentina two one in Group C. By the way, Saudi Arabia ranked fifty first in the world, the second lowest ranked team in this That's year's tournament. An unbelievable upset. Argentina's like the number one seed, and they right? beat Messi. I mean, Argentina's always a powerhouse. Yeah. So they, if they, so, if they lose again, they're done. That's basically how it yes. works. Yeah. 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 It's a point system, but yeah, when you lose. Two out of three. That yeah, opportunity, yeah. you're pretty much yeah, done. You're pretty much Which done. is good news for the United States team, by the way. Every time they've won or drawn in their first match of a World Cup, they've advanced to, uh, uh, to the Except this was one they needed to win, I think. Yeah. Um, you figure they'll beat Iran. They're going to have to figure out something against England, because who I think is the, the toughest team in their group. Breaking news there. Uh, there you go. There's your splash for whatever today's date is. November 22nd, coming up next. Ugh, we got to get into some of the big picture details of the 49ers' utter domination of the Arizona Cardinals in Mexico City. That's straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings, live from the Akchin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, we got a flush in. We got a short week uh, with the Chargers coming in. So uh, that's what we talked about. We know we got to play a lot better, got to improve in a lot of areas in a short time. It's going to be a lot of mental preparation going into um, Sunday's game before our bye. So we've got to find a way to, to get it corrected. That is Cliff Kingsbury. After last night's 28-point loss to the 49ers in Mexico City uh, with, again, common uh, common language, common verbiage after a loss. We got to, we got to, we got to going mm-hmm. into uh, week 12. I don't know. Maybe the faith that you can, and when you keep saying you got to, maybe the faith that you can uh, starts to dwindle a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this is, uh, I think last night we, uh, we, we, we got a couple of answers to some questions that sort of came out of that victory against the Rams, a, a victory that made a lot, a lot of us and a lot of the fan base feel good about the football team for the first time in a long time. Maybe feel optimistic that this, that this offense isn't, um, isn't doomed to fail in the NFL, that maybe it's more about the quarterback. And, and after that first, second drive last night for the Cardinals, when Colt McCoy was throwing the ball before D-Hop was even breaking on his routes, and they're carving up the 49ers a little bit, and they get a field goal, at that moment you're thinking, huh, huh, where is this going? 
two and a half hours later, you get a cold slap in the face that that what Colt McCoy did against the Rams is not going to work against a great NFL defense. And if you don't have a, a an offense and a quarterback that can beat a really good NFL defense, then what are we doing here? So I think the takeaway from last night is that Colt McCoy is a very good backup quarterback in a pinch. Yes. Um, but he's but it's 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 not like it's not like he is the savior for this offense that has somehow been sabotaged by the regression of Kyler Murray. How much did I talk about you know, in the last two weeks you know, leading up to last night's game, Beck, about formula for the Arizona Cardinals? What their formula for success is, regardless of who the opponent is. And San Francisco is a much better team. By the way, let's just get this thesis statement out of the way. Um, I've been thoroughly impressed with two Cardinals opponents this year. Kansas City in week one and San Francisco last night. I think pretty much everybody else they've played is mm-hmm. middle-of-the-road fodder. I don't care what their record says. Mm-hmm. Would it shock me at all to see the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs? Not one bit. No. That team is loaded. Yeah. But talking so much about formula, when you go back to last year, Colt McCoy was successful when the Cardinals were able to execute at a high level early, get a lead, and then just kind of have flexibility. They got a 3 nothing lead last night, and then it was short-lived, and it was over. And you saw what the results were. When San Francisco was able to follow their formula, my goodness, it was devastating. Yes. The, the running game in the second half it, with you know, different looks and creativity and wrinkles and physicality, they just wore down this Cardinals team. The Cardinals can't win like that. No. And, you know, Colt McCoy, with all of the challenges the Cardinals are facing right now, with the health or lack thereof on the offensive line, they've got one starter. We'll get into that as well. But that quick passing game, when you're trying to make up ground, not only is it not effective. Yeah. It's boring as hell to watch. Yeah, that too. Colt McCoy completed four passes that traveled more than six yards in the air last night. And on the flip side, you saw Jimmy Garoppolo. They weren't flinging the ball all over the place. There was a lot of short passes. The difference is the receivers for the 49ers were catching the ball in motion. And when they catch the ball, they have an attitude that they are going to run over who is ever trying to tackle them. Yeah, We talked about the importance of tackling for the Cardinals defense last night. That didn't happen. They got manhandled. Mm Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, you saw how well the 49ers tackle and how well they defend the run, and they just bottled up the the Cardinals' rushing attack for most of the night. And, yeah, it really became quite a contrast. And and granted, um, I'll acknowledge that the health of these two teams couldn't have been more disparate. It couldn't have been more different than it it actually was, okay? But at the same time, um, no excuses in this league. And and if you're going to give Cardinals props for that victory against the Rams, then you've got to keep the standard yes. at where the standard needs to be. That's exactly yeah. how I feel. Yeah. You can win games with injuries in the yes, NFL. Yes, you can. And and the fact that, that there's really no depth of real good talent on the offensive line or defensive line, the Cardinals have, have played a role in that. They they played a role in that in, in not spending for that and building that in the offseason for thinking what they had would be enough. So I, so I think there's a lot of uh, organizational failures that kind of reared their head again last night. It was interesting um, to hear the crew of ESPN go in so hard on Kyler Murray basically really kind of summarizing his his career and what he has yet to become Um, we're going to get into that today but I think one of the takeaways you cannot I couldn't is the fact that 
The Cardinals now, we all know that NFL seasons are 17 games long. Mm-hmm. Cardinals are 5-12 and 12 in their last 17 games, and I think that's the bottom line. I think they are now a 5-12 and 12 football team. Yeah, I mean, go back to early this season. You remember the quote from Kyler Murray. Can't be about feeling yourself in this league. I think the Arizona Cardinals last year, when they started out 7-0, and they were 10-2, and I think Kyler's words are prophetic. I think individually and collectively, they were feeling themselves a little bit. And when the league zigged, they didn't zag. And now you see the results. 17 games, like you said, that is a full season sample mm-hmm. size. 5-12 and is not where you want to be. And last night's game could have been a lot worse. And I'm not going to get like all crazy and emotional today about you know you know what a horrible effort. But this is exactly what I expected going into this game. No, it is. Yeah. No. Listen, you. Yeah, you did expect that. And my that was my um, suspicion as well. That that yeah, you was, picked multiple scores too. Yeah. Listen, it, it's just because by the end of it, you could see the difference in in just offensive design and this and and the Oof. schemes and and how advanced and flexible. The 49ers uh, offenses, how great they are at getting their guys the ball while going downhill. Using their best players yes. to the best of their yes. ability. Uh-huh. Yes. like it, So, for instance, there are plays that the 49ers run that almost look like a little bit of the wide receiver screens the Cardinals run, except the Cardinals, they take the ball and they throw it to the wide receiver, and then now he's got to, from 0 to 60, he's got to try to make something happen. You watch Debo Samuel come around a little curl, he catches the ball, he's already going downhill. Uh-huh. And That's so, why they're so good at yards after oh, catch. Yes. It's hard to generate yards after catch if you're starting and trying to get yes. yards from a dead stop. You can't do that in the NFL. So I, I, I do think there was quite a contrast during schemes. And I think this, you know, the bottom line is this effectively ends the Cardinals season in terms of pursuing the NFL playoffs. So what's going to happen from this point forward? Well, the owner is going to have to decide after the season whether or not he is going to stick with this general manager, head coach, combination that once again looked very exposed up against the quality of competition they faced last night in John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. There's no doubt um, that the 49ers hierarchy rates well above the Cardinals. So that's a decision the owner is going to have to make. But before then, uh, this group is going to have to figure out they can fix all of this. And that that's going to have to be the priority, to play to a standard that shows they can actually fix this. Because right now, I don't think there's a whole lot of hope in where this thing is going. Not right now. Uh, you know, best case scenario is this becomes six weeks of stat padding, and hopefully nobody suffers debilitating injuries at this point. That I mean, th- that's it to me. Um, but you know, and we'll talk a lot about the belief in ownership for this current group to to fix this thing. But you talk about injuries on the offensive line. Okay, no team has five offensive linemen. Every team has offensive line injuries. Mm-hmm. It is about putting together depth. That's step one. Then it comes down to position coaches to coach these guys up. You look even the la- last night, the, the guys that were playing on that offensive line, three of those guys were heavily invested in. Jones was, was a high draft pick. They traded for Cody Ford. They signed Calvin mm-hmm. Beecham as a, as a free agent. That line was not good enough. No. And when you have to adjust... Your mentality so much offensively where the key becomes 
Got to get rid of the ball in 2.2 seconds or less or else we got no chance. Well, you also don't have a chance to get more than five yards on any of those plays. <laughs> That's not true. Because it's very easy to well, defend a five-yard yeah. rectangle, as we've talked about for the last yeah. two years. Unless, and, and the one exception would have been the Greg Dorch 47-yard reception last night that kind of reminded people what a great playmaker the Cardinals have kind of been leaving yes. on the sidelines. But here. you know why that happened? I do know why that Because happened. there was a, a guy who jumped offside. You had a free play. Yeah, and and San Francisco true. got hurried defensively, that's and Warner true. missed a tackle. That's do you true. remember any other missed tackles last night by San Francisco's defense? I do not. It was yeah, few no, and far between. That's right. No, you're absolutely right. So I so I do think there's a yeah there's a there's a lot that kind of was laid bare last night, yeah. and and it's going to be interesting to see exactly what this looks like because you know if if you wanted uh, the Cardinals at the very least <laughs> the very least better find out what DeAndre Hopkins plus Hollywood Brown plus Kyler Murray can look like on a football field. You feel good about that possibility happening? You think a 4-7 and seven team is going to lure Kyler Murray back to play before he's 100% ready? Oh. <laughs> we'll get, yeah. in, we'll get mm-hmm. into all that today. Mm-hmm. Come celebrate the biggest FIFA watch party in town with Estrella Jalisco, Sarah Cazell, and special guest Gerardo Torado. Uh, Gerardo Torado. Sorry See, I jinxed you. See, you did. <laughs> the Mexican national team takes on Argentina in front of big screens with live music and giveaways. That's November 26th at Sportsman's Park. Just text soccer to 620-620 for complete details. Thanks a lot, Beck. Come ahead. Sorry, bro. I was, trying to, I was trying to fuel you up, man. I was gassing you up a I little know, bit. I know. You got Gazelle wrong, too. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Is it Gazella? Kazili? Kretzel? Actually, a substitute te- teacher in high school once thought it was Kretzel. Oh, There's you, no R look, in my name. I'm one of those wondering. names that people butcher wow. all the time, too. So that's why I'm sensitive to it. That's wild. Is there a Mr. Mariota here? <laughs> Is this Dan Brickley? Are you Vincent Marriott? No. I uh, wish. Coming up next, we'll relive Are the highlights. Are you Ferret highlights. Carlin? <laughs> yes. Yes. Doesn't even run. <laughs> and the lowlights. Big Red Reacts is next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings on this Tuesday here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Big Red Reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Brought to you by Wicopa Casino Resort, where world-class action meets four diamond splendor. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals and San Francisco 49ers from Mexico City. The uh, 49ers won the coin toss. They elect to defer. Cardinals get first crack at things. And what do you know, Vic? The first play from scrimmage was a horizontal play designed for Rondell Moore. Wow, where have we seen that before? They lost six yards on a run. Uh, he also got hurt on that play. Rondell Moore did. Uh, three and out to start the uh, game for the Cardinals. San Francisco goes three and out. Cardinals would take over on their second possession from their own 20-yard line. And they would actually drive down the field. Pretty efficient-looking drive ended in a 40-yard field goal from Matt Prater. And it was the Cardinals, after an 11-play 58-yard drive, that had a 3-0 lead. And that uh, would stand until the second quarter, uh, early in the second quarter, facing a third down and five from the Cardinals' 7-yard line. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo hooking up with one of his top targets. Snap to Jimmy G. Drops back to throw. Pumps. Fires over the middle in the end zone. But it's a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk in between two defenders. Pulls it in. And the Niners take a 6-3 lead. Yeah, earlier in that drive, there was a, a face-masking penalty on a first-down play uh, on Jonathan Ledbetter. 
where the replay showed there yeah, was no call. no contact bad at all. Call. I don't know if that changes the drive. They were uh, you know almost to the uh, they were on their own twenty nine yard line at that point, but uh, they would uh, get the first touchdown of the game as Robbie Gold would add the extra point seven three at that point. Cardinals take over first and ten at their own twenty five yard line. Um, DeAndre Hopkins was active early and in this instance maybe a little bit too active. Snap to McCoy, blitz coming, gets the pass away, caught far side, first down, Hopkins at the 40, wrapped up there. Boy, again, just a thing of beauty watching Colt McCoy operate the offense. They just threw a flag, David. I think they threw it on DeAndre Hopkins for taunting. After the play, unsportsmanlike conduct, taunting. Yeah, uh, Hopkins got up after converting the 10-yard catch for the first down, pointed at two receivers that he beat on the play. And we know that A.J. Brown did that in the Pittsburgh uh, Philadelphia-Pittsburgh game when he beat two defenders for his third touchdown of the game. He got uh, flagged and fined, as it turned out. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a sensational talent. He was one of the rare Cardinals who looked perfectly at home on a field in a huge game last night. Uh-huh. It's got to be smarter than that. Yeah. As as ticky-tack as that call might seem to some people, this has been an NFL initiative for a year and a half now. Which I think is dumb, but you're right. But it's it, been it, an initiative. It exists, and you probably, you know. You've got to know that going in. You've got, you you've got to be so buttoned up on those big stages, and he's got to be better than that. So it couple- was funny. He counted how many four. 49ers were not were covering him on the last play. The difference One, was two. AJ Brown did it after his third touchdown, and they're not nullifying a touchdown for that. But that was a ten yard gain for a first down, where field positions is important. It was actually more it, more devastating for the Cardinals. Yeah, it just was a little premature. You got to be better than that. Couple plays later, second and eleven at their own forty-four yard line. Uh, first turnover of the game. Boy out of the gun takes the snap, drops back to pass, looking over the middle, dumping it off. It's high and it's picked off. Jimmy Ward picked it off on the redirection, far side, 45. They're going to mark him down. They're going to say he was down by contact. James Conner should have caught that, it looked like, off his hand and into the waiting arms of Jimmy Ward for a pick at the Arizona 47-yard line where he was tackled. Yeah, throw was a touch high, as you heard Dave Pash describe it. I thought it was pretty lackluster effort by James Conner on yeah, that play. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 that, and that sequencing of plays is why that was one of the early turning points in the game. Absolutely. D-hop penalty followed by that kind of half-baked effort of, of James Conner to corral that ball. We talked so much about the importance of being close to perfect in terms of operation. That was far from perfect in that uh, three-play span. So the 49ers take over at the Cardinal 46. They get it down to the 39-yard line of the Cardinals, and uh, then some poor tackling popped up. Garoppolo waiting for the shotgun snap. He's got it. Back to pass. In trouble. Steps up. Lobs it deep right side. Caught by Kittle at the 15. Turns left to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown. Great play by Garoppolo, stepped up, and then he stepped up. They lost Kittle on the back end. It's a 39-yard touchdown, and the Niners score again, 13-3, they lead. One of those rare plays where Buda Baker was out of position. The tackling on the back end was bad, but Dave Pash hit it there, too. Stepping up in the pocket creates a lot of opportunity. It's something that the Cardinals offense, whether it's Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray, they don't do a lot. No. Uh, but you saw the result there. And George Kittle was wide open on that play. Um, so there you go. 14-3 at that point after the quick strike. Cardinals needed an answer, and they got one. Uh, first and 10, they took over on their own 25-yard line. Uh, they drove all the way down to 
the red zone, got with inside the uh, five-yard line, and James Conner did his thing. Snap to McCoy, handoff Conner, up the middle, lowers the shoulder, drives the feet, touchdown, James Conner gets in, and the Cardinals are back within five, and the extra point coming with 4.19 to play in the first half. Yeah, big play on that drive was a second and 10 at the 36. McCoy found a short pass to Greg Dorch, who broke some tackles uh, and went to um, uh, uh, gain 47 yards on the play to set that up. So I thought it was a really good answer, and you're like, hey, maybe this Cardinals team has something. 14-10 after the uh, extra point. Um, The 49ers would score again before halftime. They'd get a field goal from Robbie Gold, a 39-yarder. 17-10 at the break. Third quarter starts... And San Francisco had run the ball only seven times in the first half. Apparently, they changed philosophy in the second half, and they ran the ball right down the throats of the Cardinals oh. on that first possession. Oh. Oh. You want to talk about a oh. statement drive. Oh, it ended goodness. with a big statement from Debo Samuel. Garoppolo under center takes, turns, play fakers, a pitch to Samuel on an end around far side of the 40. 35, cuts right 30, 25, 20, far side 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Great execution by the 49ers. They ran it. They ran it. They ran it. Here comes misdirection. Off play action. And Debo Samuel on the end around. 39 yards. Touchdown. 75-yard drive. 71 of it on the ground. The last 39 from it Samuel. Was, it was so authoritative and so alpha to come out and just say, okay, this is our time now. That was cute. That first pass yeah. was kind of cute. But just back up because we're coming at you. Ugh. And to yeah. do it without, wow. I mean, they didn't feature McCaffrey. He got one touch on that drive. That was uh, an Elijah Mitchell drive and, and Debo Samuel doing what he does. 24 to 10 at that point. Cardinals would uh, get into San Francisco territory. They'd go for it on fourth down on their next possession. Fourth and three. A little mis- miscommunication between McCoy and Dortch. Pass falls incomplete. San Francisco takes over. Couldn't convert. They punted back. Cardinals go three and out on their next drive. Then San Francisco really late in the third quarter. They took over with four minutes and 25 seconds to go. A chance to really ice the game, and they would do just that. Six plays, 47 yards, and... Garoppolo hooking up with Ayuk again. Garoppolo back to throw. Fires across the middle. Caught by Ayuk. It's a touchdown. He caught it at the five. Slipped the tackle by Marco Wilson. Into the end zone for a second score. And the Niners lead it 30-10 to with 28 seconds to go in the third. 31-10. to And I think Cardinals fans are thinking, oh, man, there's still a whole quarter to go here. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and the fourth quarter would go pretty much the same. Uh, 49ers started a drive after another fourth and four incomplete pass by McCoy intended for A.J. Green. They started at midfield, second and seven from the Cardinal 32-yard line. Uh, Just a mess of a play defensively for Arizona. Here's play action. Garoppolo throws to Kittle. Left side caught at the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, George Kittle. Puts it away. 37-10 37 to 10 with 10 minutes to go. Yeah, that play. What a great call from Dave Pash. You can hear almost the disdain in his voice. I didn't listen to it live, but you know, judging from social media, people that were listening to the broadcast were like, Wolf and, and, and Pash sound very despondent over what they're seeing. And that play might have been the height of it because that might have been the play 
where the Cardinals cashed in their chips for the season. Yeah, might have been. There was there was some business decisions being made oh, yeah. near the goal Not line. A lot of, Three defenders yeah. near oh. George Kittle, and nobody even breathed on him yeah. as he as he walked, tiptoed into the end zone. But just the way the cadence that Dave Pash described that 15, 10, yeah. 5? Yeah. <laughs> it was a great play call. Right? And, man, this Cardinals defense, are they susceptible to bootlegs and misdirection? Holy moly. Uh, it was all over, basically, but the shouting. Trace McSorley came in in relief for uh, Colt McCoy. He threw an interception in the red zone. And then uh, San Francisco was able to get into victory formation with... Brock Purdy. Purdy takes a knee. This one's over. Christian McCaffrey had 14 touches, seven carries, seven receptions. Now they got two guys. They got two guys that they can either hand the ball off to or throw it to. And you still have George Kittle. You still have Brandon Ayuk. You still have that offensive line and that defense. That's why I think they're the team to beat in the NFC. Final score, San Fran 38, Arizona 10. Yeah, Dave Pash on the uh, calls on the Cardinals radio network. That's Big Red Reacts. Coming up next, it's 4-7. and seven. You got, uh, you know, some football left to play, but man, it feels like it's all over for the Cardinals in 2022. We'll get into that next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings on this Tuesday, live from the Akchin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. There's not not much to say at all. I mean, they 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 beat us real bad. They had a great game plan. Um, we felt like we had a great game plan. You know, first couple series went well. Then they just you know they kind of took the top off a little bit. And uh, you know, kudos to the San Fran uh, 49ers, but you know, for us, it wasn't good enough at all. Buda Baker of the Cardinals, audio posted on social media by Cam Cox of 12 News, who was down in uh, Mexico City. Not good enough at all. Um, That kind of sums it up. 38-10, to the final score. And Uh, then Cam Cox said, do you think everybody played hard to the end? And Buda went, no, I do not. Guys played till the end, played hard till the end. No, I don't. And I think that kind of stems from the play we talked about in Big Red Reacts with Kittle tiptoeing into the end zone with three or four Cardinals receivers. And Buda Baker was one of them, but he was behind the play. There was three guys that had an opportunity to make a play on Kittle. And it it, it probably amounted to nothing. It's first and goal at that point for the 49ers, but at least you're not showing effort that could be questioned. And that's what happened on that play. And that's why I feel like finally... Close the door, you know, yep. hammer the last nail into the yep. coffin. This thing is over. I think the rest of the way, uh, you're, you're looking at maybe fleeting opportunities for the Cardinals to win games yeah. because there doesn't seem to be this, this uh, you know, movement or feeling to, to rush back now. Uh, if, if you're dealing with injury, I think people are going to start to make business decisions. I, I look at the Denver Broncos as maybe the last team that the Cardinals can beat on their schedule, and that's not a given. Well, yeah, that's and I do think that that's a, that was one of the depressing elements coming out of last night. because And, you know, all season long, because this team has been close to being a good team at times this year. There have been moments when we've tried to kind of latch on to, to, to belief and go, okay, they still have this thing in front of them. I don't know where they go with this from there because, as you pointed out, uh, this is a defense that has shown remarkable competitive spirit for pretty much the entire season. I I thought they accounted themselves really well in the first half. 
I, you know, they made things difficult on the 49ers at, at early on. And, and, but, but that opening drive of the second half, and from that point forward, it was road-grade football, man. Yes, it was. As I said in my column, it looked like a bug trying to tackle a windshield. So funny you use that what phrase. A great line. Because I, I had the bug windshield analogy in my head last night as I was, uh, as I was going to sleep. I was like, yeah. one of those games where you just like... What can you do? Jared had a good line last night, too, for the HBO show, called it Hardly Knocks. <laughs> Hardly Knocks. Yeah. Oh, we'll get into that See, later even, on, I'm too. I'm delivering it the way you do, Hardly. Jared. Hardly Knocks. Stone Garrett. What does the audience do when Jarrett's not funny? <laughs> Stone Garrett. Wow. See, this is beautiful. There's yeah, no this Bob this week, man. That's, this is all improv. Yeah, you can't. The sports I mean, kabickly. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you got to use that because Stone Garrett's not around anymore. Right, I know. exactly. Uh, Cam Cox also asked DeAndre Hopkins that same question. D- did, did he feel like everybody played hard? You know, I think every every man has to look themselves in the mirror and, um, you know, turn the, turn the page to, to the Chargers. Um, you know, I'm not a I'm not a person to, to say, you know, who played hard and who didn't. I think, you know, in the NFL, every person has looked themselves in the mirror. That is a DeAndre Hopkins veteran way of saying, no, I don't think so. Look in the mirror. Make it an individual thing. Um, and I don't think he's wrong for saying it that way either, but he also summed it up like this. Got to ask for I mean, good old ass whooping. That's all it is. It's football. There was a better team today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not, yeah. Not much analysis no. from that front, but yeah, moving forward, and you, Cliff Kingsbury talks about, hey, we got to flush this, we got to move forward, we got to do this, we got to do that. At some point, that that belief in the we got a mentality dwindles. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly right. So what what you saw from the and I love the way you framed it because that really is the central qu- question. What you saw from the Cardinals' defense in the latter stages of that game, there was not a whole lot of willpower, there was not a whole lot of ferocity, there was a ton of missed tackles, and you could you could hear Buddha Baker's contempt. The question becomes now: Can these guys fire it back up when they know that they're in the midst of a lost cause? Because that's what this yes. season become now, yeah. right? They're four and seven. There's a log jam of really good. Te- I won't call them really good teams. There's a log jam of teams with six or more victories way ahead of them. It's over. There's they're not coming back from this. And so how do so? There's going to be the words of the head coach who's going to probably say the same thing week after week after week from now to the end of the season. But is anybody going to listen? Is anybody going to really kind of? give this team what it needs mm-hmm. um, to compensate for some of its talent deficiencies. I, that's the big question. Yeah, because these are the moments these are the moments that hit football players. You get you get to December and you're out of it. You know what it is, Vinny? Zombie football. Yeah, you might not you might not have to wait for December to, to arrive. And put yourself in Buda Baker's shoes. A guy who was ruled out before the Rams game. He's not gonna play. He busts his butt to get back in there. He's still playing on an ankle that I'm guessing 95% or more of NFL players wouldn't venture to, to play on mm-hmm. because of you know future concerns. He's out there trying to set the example, and you know the guys on his unit kind of kind of threw up the flag last night. Yeah, and and, and that's disappointing. That's got to be a hard swallow. Now, I, and I'm yeah. not saying it's it's you know inexcusable because that you know DeAndre Hopkins was right. They were getting their ass whooped, and it's hard to stay engaged, and it's it's hard to stay physical, and and all of those things when the disparity is that great. 
But if Buda Baker's your example, it should be a lot easier to do. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So, and and again, we've got the presence of HBO cameras, so so maybe that'll keep the team artificially on point a little bit. Yeah, maybe but we not. don't know. Are they really rolling on anything? <laughs> do we know this? Well, yeah, we'll just we're gonna, say, cut we're that. getting into this. You got to take the lens cap when off. When are we I getting think. into this, Vinny? <laughs> they got one camera. Okay, <laughs> give them a break. They can't be everywhere. That's true. It's a, it's a budget production. Yeah. You got to keep that in mind. Yeah, that's right. Uh, coming up next, as we do on Big Red Mondays, or in this case, Tuesdays. We open up the phone lines at 602-260-9870. Want to get your thoughts on what you saw, what we can expect to see the rest of the way from the Arizona Cardinals. Your phone call straight ahead on this Tuesday. It's Pickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.